Hello, and welcome to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about story. Now, everybody really loves a good story, but how about an impactful one? Now, one that is actually going to help move the listener to take action. Those are the stories I'm talking about. And primarily the ones that are going to also support you in buying your product or service um, if you are the speaker. Now, my guest today is Tom Jacobs, who helps his clients really craft their impactful stories so that they can grow their business. Tom believes that storytelling is much more and is a part of it being not only art, but science and combines the two, also adding in the drama to really create that remarkable story so that you as the speaker can transform the world. And we're all about that here on Creating Powerful Impact. So please help me welcome Tom to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. What's up, Tom? Much. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I'm, I'm so excited to have you here because, you know, events is all about stories, right? Mm. It, the entire event is storytelling and it's stories are the things that actually connect us. That allows us to remember things easier versus just like bullet pointing everything out. And I see a lot of speakers and even myself wanting to go, well, let me just give you everything. Like here's all the nuggets, but it doesn't actually like seep in like stories do. So my question for you is, how do you even find a great story to tell in the first place? Yeah, that's great. Great question. And and that's something that a lot of people do struggle with is finding that signature story or some story that they want to share with their audience. And a lot of times it's it's not the story that they want to share with your audience, but we we work through that because those those can be the most impactful story. So what we do what I always do is the very first thing is take an inventory of different moments in your life that you learned something. And that's that's the direction, right? Just list out, don't qualify with, oh, that's a good story. That's not a bad, that's a bad story. Just write down life lessons or, like, or the events that led up to a life lesson. And don't shy away and, and don't just think that they all need to be tragedies. We can have some comedies in there too. Life has been all like, you know, near life or near death experiences and rags to riches stories, but they can be, any story can become an impact story. So that's the very first thing is to get an inventory of different life stories. And then the, the, the second step of that, which is my favorite, is I have the client go through and put themselves back into that situation and just remember what that what that event was. And what I'm looking for is, you know, kind of shifting around in their seat, getting a little uncomfortable. Maybe their breath changes a little bit. I'm like, yes, that story that we need to go into that one. Because whenever there's a, a physical reaction, pulse is increasing, the breath rate changes. Um, you start to sweat a little bit, maybe. Those are the stories that have the most emotional um, drive and impact for yourself. And they're going to have that bigger impact for the audience as well. So we, we really dive into the ones that have that emotional charge to it. So 
sometimes they're probably a little embarrassing. Would you say? Of course they are. Absolutely. (laughs) Why would you want to tell an an embarrassing personal story from the stage? Well, a lot of times, you know, especially when selling, selling an idea, selling a product or service, people do business with humans, mm-hmm. right? We It doesn't matter if it's B2B, B2C, we're still doing business with another person. And the more personal we can get, the more that the, the person who's buying from you gets to know you and understands why you're doing what you're doing right now. And when we understand why somebody is selling widgets or selling personal training or selling health services, then we're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you or I'm not with you. You know, so we want to create that division so that we, you know, your ideal clients are like, yes, I'm there. And your not so ideal clients are like, see you later. Right. Yeah. So it's a qualifier to be like, oh, okay, he gets me, he sees me, uh, he understands what I'm going through or had something similar happen. Okay, you're my tribe, you're my community. Let me see what else you've got going on. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so if somebody is a health and fitness coach, they're a chiropractor, they're a functional medicine doctor, like why in the world should they even be thinking about utilizing story to help them make more sales? So- those, those are what I consider heart-centered kind of professions where you want to sell from your heart. And when you are giving your own personal story of why you're in business, or even just you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't have any stories that relate to my product or service, which is fine. We can always find a bridge. There's always an easy bridge between the two. But getting, again, it's it's all about creating that connection with the prospect or prospects. So whether you're you're doing it from stage or you're doing a one-on-one presentation, uh, you still need to create that connection. And personal stories are the best way to do that. Okay. Okay. So it's really actually imperative that you have storytelling as a part of your sales funnel yeah. and system and and connection point is what I'm hearing you say. If you want to sell more, yes. If you want to sell more. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to sell anything and just go talk, then, you know, then talk. (laughs) Is there um, like a structure for creating that personal story? Yep, absolutely. And it's, it's a common structure that every Hollywood, well, every good Hollywood movie (laughs) uses. Um, And it's, it's called the hero's journey and you you can Google it and there's lots of diagrams on what the hero's journey looks like. And usually as as a circle, I, I, I break it down into kind of the the main elements of that story. So the first is what the hero's journey calls the inciting moment. And I call that the impact moment. So that's the, the do or die situation. So where there was a problem and it comes to a head or there's a happy occasion and it, it happens, right? So it's that impact moment. We always start there. And that, that moment could be halfway through the story. It could be near the end of the story, but we always start there. And then we go back and lead up to what happened to get to that point. And then the next piece is now we need some other characters. So we need a hero. You're the hero of your own story. And then you need a guide, somebody who helps you along the way. 
And it doesn't need to be a person. It could be a book. It could be a thought. It could be an idea or mindset that can, helps you get to the goal. And then you need a villain. And the same thing, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a person. It could be a thought, a mindset, you know, a book, a TV show, or nothing. Um, you know, doing nothing is still an action. Um, and so you need those, those characters as you're driving towards the resolution of the problem or the inciting moment. There needs to be some conflict that goes on that, that creates a really good story. So the villain's trying to stop you and the hero's trying or the hero's you know charging up the hill and the guide's pushing him up there and and you know cheering along and the hero comes along or the villain comes along and kind of slaps him down a few steps and then he has to climb back up. So creating that that drama. And then you have your resolution. So whether you achieve the goal or not achieve the goal, there's that's still a resolution. And then what you learn from it at the end. And I think that's like six steps that, that you go okay. through. Okay. I mean, makes sense. Like if you were to think of any Hollywood movie that is, you know, something that you love, that is the journey that everybody goes through and the all the movies do. So why not just take the same system and put it into your own story? Now, would you suggest that they have their personal story that, say, is 20 minutes and then 10 minute and a five minute and like a two minute kind of version? Like, do you start with the big one and then you kind of like chunk it down depending on what situation you're in? Like if you're in a networking mixer, you're not going to necessarily do a 20 minute talk. Right. So is that something that you also support your clients with? Yeah, that's great. Um, it's exactly. And and those time frames were just about what we work on. So it's usually a 15 minute keynote story. And then we'll do the like the five minute sales presentation story and then the elevator story. So that no one to two minute version of the same story. Yeah. yeah. And we always start at the big, the, the longer one, because it's yeah. easier, it's easier. To, to do the bigger one first. Yeah. And then it's really hard to cut it down to two minutes. Very, Do you have very an good. example of like a two minute? <laughs> Not to but put I you have... on the spot or anything. <laughs> um, I don't have it like off the top because <laughs> I tend to ramble a little bit. Um, uh, but. I do have kind of my, my, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do this one. So have you ever had a dream that's been ripped out of your hand? That happened to me in 2008 when I attempted the very first to try to do a bodybuilding competition. And I spent seven months preparing diet, exercise, and it's one of the loneliest sports that, that you'll ever participate in because it's just you and it's 24 seven. You always have to be watching what you're eating and you have to be exercising every day and getting down to that very low body fat and, and muscle. So the day of the event comes and my whole family's flying into Houston, Texas, and I'm all excited. And I go up to the, um, the staging area, they do a morning judge, and then they do the evening performance. And the morning judge, I go up there, I'm new, I'm novice, lightweight. And they say, okay, novice, lightweight, you'll be on about 11 o'clock. So I was like, cool. It was eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, that's perfect. I'll have time to kind of prepare. So I go back out, out to the parking lot, put my headphones in. I just kind of get in the zone and get ready for the competition. And about 10 o'clock, I go back in and I'm looking on stage. And I just have that moment where just my heart fell into my stomach. Because the guys on stage 
were in the same weight class that I was in. I run backstage to the handler and you know, I'm ripping off my clothes <laughs> as I run back there. And the handler goes, and he sees my tag and he's like, oh, number 54, you should be out on stage right now. You're disqualified. You, you, you can't. You can't. I was like, wait, what? no, 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 no. I, 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 I have to. Like my parents are coming in to see the performance tonight. I can't be disqualified. He's like, I'm sorry, it's, you're too late. You should have been here. And nobody had told me that they had changed the time from 11 o'clock and moved it up to 10 because I was out in the parking lot. And at that moment, I don't know if anybody's done extreme dieting, but when you're down at like 1% body fat, you have no hormonal uh, balance in your body. And to say I lost my crap is an understatement. Uh, I go out in the parking lot and I am just beside myself. And my father comes up to me and because was, puts his arms around me. And I said, dad, I, fa I failed you. And he's like, yeah, you didn't fail me. Just pick up the piece pieces and, and continue on. And I was like, okay. So I called my coach and I said, when's the next competition? And she says, in October, in three months. I said, good, sign me up for it. And I went and had a Starbucks caramel macchiato. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> and then from there, you would probably just bridge it to whatever it is that you were moving into selling, right? Yeah, oh yeah into God, like a, a teaching moment. Yeah. So that, teaching. That, yeah, and so the teaching moment, then that, that story is actually really good for business. It's good for health and fitness. I owned a fitness center for, for 10 years. And so I would use my own body transformation when I was fat and got fit. And then I'd use this story as well as a way of showing that when you put your mind to do something, usually you can do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I mean, that's, there's just power in the story, right? Like, so you've told us, okay, you have the hero's journey and they sort of the parts and the pieces that you need to have of it. And right. Like that's that bullet point that I was talking about earlier. And you're like, okay, yeah, I can take notes on it, but now hearing a story explaining, essentially showcasing that hero's journey, you actually remember that. You remember yeah. like when you're at 1% body fat and you have that moment where your heart just sinks and, you know, people in the audience can relate to it because they've had a sinking moment, yeah. right? And I think that's also the key piece that you're teaching. It has to also be relatable to the audience. Not everybody is done a competition like that, but everybody's had a sinking moment. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah. that's the power of storytelling. So yeah. I love that. Cool. Yeah. And bringing the audience into the story as well. You probably heard me say, and maybe you've experienced this as well. Something, you know, and, and I try to bring that in several times during any story because you want to pull the audience in so that they don't feel like this is just about you, the speaker but they can see themselves in that story as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then that also just showcases you as a person and who you are and relatability and then moves forward to going, okay, yeah, he's a part of my community. He's part of my tribe. Like I would follow whatever he's got going on. I love yeah. that. I love that. So you mentioned um, earlier that you, you've had a couple of other businesses before this mm -hmm. um, and, and before, you know, teaching storytelling and such now, I would love for you to like peel back the curtain and share with us whether in this business, previous businesses, 
any kind of challenge that you might have had and how you've kind of gone about um, flipping it or what the outcome was um, so that we as an audience can also learn from that challenge. So let me get my long list of challenges I've gone through in 30 years of being an entrepreneur. Now, um, you know, one that um, really, really stands out, and especially when it comes to, you know, storytelling and speaking, selling from the stage aspect. Um, so I owned a fitness business for 10 years, and I almost went broke in the first six months because I had no idea how to run a small business, even though I'd spent 12 years in corporate America. Um, managing millions of dollars in freight and logistics costs, I, I couldn't figure out how to run a small business and go figure because you have to wear so many different hats. But um, eventually that, that business was doing just really great. And the coaching company that it ultimately hired to help me with running the business, they saw the success I was having and they asked me to start to coach for them. And then ultimately I that turned into a sales role and then a speaking role. So they would book events. And this was the very first event that I went to is in Loughborough, uh, UK. And so they flew me over to London, drove up to Loughborough, which is about three hours north of London, university uh, setting, but they had this big fitness convention and we were selling fitness um, marketing and, and coaching business. And I was in this auditorium and there were 60 people, you know, prime candidates for the program that I was selling. And, was, and I prepared weeks like on the presentation, I was going to give them the seven steps to selling fitness and how you need to structure that. So I go through the whole presentation. I'm just giving everything I got and good energy. Everybody's taking notes. Everything's great. At the end, I pass out the order form, take them through the order form, just put in your name here, checkbox that you want the, the what we're offering, put your credit card details in here, bring me up that sheet, and you'll be good to go. And out of 60, no one bought at all. Zero. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And the owner of the company, <laughs> oh, <laughs> was not very happy to say the least he was a he was kind of a um oh, different word yeah he <laughs> was it was hard to work with uh -huh. so um he, he let me he was like you need to pay me for bringing you over here you can't even sell blah blah blah, blah. i was like oh crap so the next day he actually had a friend that was really good at speaking and selling from the stage and so he set up a half a day I spent with this guy and I was like, oh, now I know what I did wrong. I gave too much mm -hmm. to everybody so much that there, everybody was like, I don't need to buy your stuff. Like I have everything I need, which they really didn't. I mean, how can you absorb all that in an hour talk? But I gave them a false sense of, I got what I need. I don't need anything else. I don't need any more help. And that actually did them quite a disservice, you know? Um, but that's that was the first thing that just popped out when uh, the guy we reviewed kind of the, the presentation and I redid it and I had another presentation the next week and this was only to 10, 10 people, 10 buyers in the room, but all 10 bought. Mm, yeah. And I was like, bingo, right? So it's it's all about, you know, I always say, give give the what, sell the how. 
So you, you give them what they need to be doing to be successful, but how to do it and how to do it easier and faster is what you're selling. So yeah. don't, don't give them how to do it too, because that's going to do them a disservice because you can't, you know, transfer that knowledge in, in an hour talk. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's so much that goes into it, right? Yeah. Same thing for events. Like people are like, oh yeah, I can do an event. I can do a webinar or a masterclass or a summit. I just have to, you know, do this, this technology and this, I just need to get up and talk. And it's like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. And Nobody's you know tuning in. <laughs> Right. There's a lot to it. Like you can have all of the steps, but um, just case in point, um, I was coaching one of my, my clients. She was going to do a masterclass and she's like, okay, asking me a question. So when I go and do the, the zoom webinar, I was like, wait, 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 zoom webinar. No, no, no. We don't do zoom webinars. We do regular zoom right as the platform. And she's like, oh, why? And I'm like, because you can't engage with the audience in Zoom webinar like you can in regular Zoom. Mm. And she, just because she was thinking of doing a webinar, she thought Zoom webinar was the platform. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's mm. like those little tweaks and adjustments are the things that, I mean, I can teach you everything, but it's like those little things that your coach goes, no, 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 wait, this is yeah. why. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Right. So yeah, it shortens the learning curve. It so does. Much. You're paying yeah. for the accountability and the support and to go faster and not do all the mistakes that your coach is supporting you with. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You haven't had any of those, right, Tom? <laughs> no, that's why my fee is so high. <laughs> I've had all those experiences already. <laughs> right. It's cost a lot more than the fee for sure. Well, um, thank you so much for being with us today. What is the best way um, someone can stay in touch with you? And do you happen to have a free gift for our audience today? I sure do. Um, it's called the storybook. So it's that process of taking that story inventory and then developing the, the signature story ultimately through, through this workbook that I have. So it's just, I think it's five steps and takes everybody right through it. Um, and that's at tomjacobs.com. It's T-O-M-J-A-C-K-O-B-S.com slash storybook. And they'll just, they'll get that. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, all the, all the regular places. There's only one Tom Jacobs in the world. So it's spelled that way anyway. <laughs> so um, it's easy to find me. I love it. I think I'm the only one in the world too, for Shay Weeks. Yeah. So that's so. exciting. <laughs> All right. My last question for you is what is a takeaway or a memorable note you'd like to leave our audience with? And the, 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 the biggest takeaway that I can think of, especially around storytelling, is don't be afraid to share a personal moment with people. You will be amazed at the amount of support that you will get from sharing a piece of you that normally you wouldn't share. And not only that, but it's going to help you grow your business as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Tom. I greatly appreciate you. And I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited for you to really take all of these storytelling lessons and these resources that you've learned here, start implementing them so that you can create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. 
If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.